Oh, hey, it's you again. Welcome back to Getting It Out Podcast. Whether you're a frequent listener or even just a first timer, I want to thank you for clicking on the episode. I know there's a lot of options, a lot of podcasts to pick through and listen to. And this time you chose Getting It Out. If you like what you hear on this episode or maybe what you've heard in the past, I want to ask you to consider joining the gettingitout.net Patreon, where you'll get early ad-free access to interviews, sometimes weeks before they air. It only costs $2 a month, and hey, once you set it up, it's like making beef jerky in the 90s. You set it, and you forget it. You'll get email updates each time I post an episode exclusive to the Patreon. And though the cost is low for you, your support makes a huge impact on what I can continue to do with gettingitout.net and Getting It Out podcast. If you're interested, check the link in the show notes or head over to patreon.com slash gettingitoutpodcast. Thanks for hearing me out, and enjoy this episode of the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 168 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Steel Bearing Hand with Lichgate. That's off of their full-length Slay in Hell, which just came out through Carbonized Records, and I believe there's also a cassette version on Sumerian Strength Productions. Go find that anywhere you stream music or go buy yourself a physical copy. It's uh, thrash metal with a lot of black and death metal in there, too. you got to mix them up these days. You can't go straight up thrash. It doesn't work. Uh, used to work, and the old stuff kills. But these days, you got to mix it up a little bit. You know, everybody's kind of been there, done that. And uh, I feel like Steel Bearing Hand does a good job of making things refreshing. Speaking of refreshing, Zero Trust, a new hardcore band from New York that just popped up, has an especially, especially, is it ick or ick? I don't know. Especially unique sound and a refreshing take on hardcore. And uh, we're going to talk all about that on this episode because I'm joined by bassist Travis Stever and vocalist BJ Allen. And we talked all about uh, all about all sorts of things, but mostly Zero Trust. So let's do that intro from the greatest thrash band in the world from New Jersey, Hot Zone, and then get into this episode. Yeah, what's good, all you bitches and bitches? It's the illustrious Hot Zone, back at it again with another podcast intro. They said, oh, you want to do a podcast intro for the Getting It Out podcast? I said, oh, shit, I got to write a rap first, don't I? They said, no, you don't got to write a rap first. The hardcore podcast said, all right, I think I can maybe make that happen. Let's see what we can do. Kick it. Make family out of friends. Make friends out of enemies. Peace to my family. Make friends till they bury me. All the places we've been. We're never sitting it out. We be getting it in. Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out. We'll be getting it in. Where you getting it out? All right, everybody, welcome to the episode. It's the podcast, Getting It Out Podcast. If you don't know how you got here, I'm glad you got lost, and thank you for being with me because we got a bit of an emergency. I've been looking at pictures of myself the last couple years when I'm wearing sunglasses, and I noticed that my sunglasses are crooked. And then today, it finally dawned on me that in all these pictures, the sunglasses might not be the exact same pair. So suddenly, I'm faced with the realization that the sunglasses aren't crooked. My ears are crooked, and I'm not really sure what to do about it, what that means for me or the people around me. Does that mean I hear weird? That would make a lot of sense, because I do hear weird sometimes. Does that mean, uh, that you know, I, I hear weird in the way that people say things to me, and I go, huh? And then before they can answer me, I can answer them, because I finally heard what they said. It's like it comes in later. I don't think that has anything to do with the evenness of my ears, but I think maybe that's what I can blame that on from now on right and then they get in this awkward thing like never mind i know what you said and then they repeat it anyway i'm like yeah i know i know what you said and then like why did you ask me what then i'm like because momentarily i didn't know what you said but then it came to me like there's some kind of echo and i heard it a second time which doesn't make any sense and that might be weird for people to hear and i know other people experience that but when you try to explain it to them in the moment it just gets awkward and i don't want to do that anymore so maybe i'll just be like hey look my ears are uneven Sometimes things come in weird. I hear weird. Do you think that'll work? I think it will work. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Again, glad you're here. This one is a cool one. I got the fellows from Zero Trust on. Uh, you might know these guys from things they've done in the past. Uh, they've, done, they've been in some very cool bands, but this one's the one we're talking about, all right? That's the thing I always try to do 
when I do the podcast is to keep it current. If I have you on to talk about the band that you're currently doing, I want to talk to you about the band that you're currently doing because that's what we're promoting. That's what we're talking about. And as, as I said, Zero Trust is what we're talking about. They put out a two-song EP on Equal Vision Records. Um, there's a song Birch and there's a song Get It. You're going to hear both of them on this episode of the podcast. And uh, you're going to love them. I know, you're going to love them. They're going to be the best songs that you ever hear, heard. I'm doing this one tonight with the best brewery I ever heard of. It's called South County Brewing in Fallen Grove, Pennsylvania. They should send me free stuff. Speaking of free stuff, before we get any further in this one, I want to update you for the raffle that I talked about last week, or you might have seen me promoting on the Getting It Out Instagram page. Well, that is completed, and uh, Dave Dotson won that raffle. So if you submitted a payment to that raffle... Um, and you're wondering if you won. You didn't, okay? Unless you're Dave. Dave won. Um, Dave won, and Carl, we were able to hook Carl up with some cash to help him out in his time of need. So thank you all for participating in that. Um, I was glad that came together as well as it did. I was glad the amount of people chipped in that they did, because um, otherwise it would have been awkward and it would have been weird. And, you know, I'm used to awkward and weird. It's kind of where I live, but, uh, you know. It was good. It was good. It worked out well. So thank you again to all of you who did that. Okay, so there's no more real business to discuss except for uh, gettingitout.net is supposed to be up by the end of the month. I hope you're ready for that. I sure am. Uh, We're going to have reviews. We're going to have all sorts of podcast-related stuff. You're going to have music news. It's going to be all-encompassing. Very similar to some other websites that are out there, but it's going to have its own getting it out flavor. And if you yourself are actually interested in writing anything for it, reach out to me. If you think you want to write music reviews, send me an email, dan at gettingitout.net. We can hook it up. We can work something out. If you want to write articles, this is the thing I, I've, uh, I've tried to open up to a lot of friends of mine. If You, you can write about anything you want for gettingitout.net. Just just let me know what you want. If you got something you want to say and you don't feel like you have um, the platform or the the way to get to get it across, send it to me. As long as it's not some crazy um, off the wall shit, you know what? I'll probably still put that up. Just just let, let me know. Let me know what you want to talk about. Uh, send me an email to dan at gettingitout.net. If there's a band you think needs more recognition, talk to me about it. Let's do it. Let's try to help out. Let's try to do something with this website. That's the whole point of it. By the end of the month, it's going to be up there and uh, you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. Okay. Let's listen to Birch from Zero Trust and then get into my conversation with Travis and BJ.
Hey, how's it going? Is this Travis? Good. Yeah, it's Travis. BJ's here, too. How's it going, buddy? Awesome. Good. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. Good, man. Yeah, we're well, as good as you can be now, dude. Yeah, I guess. But we're pretty uh, grateful because, you know, our families are all right and we're hanging in. Yeah, well, glad to hear that. Where are you at in the world right now? New York, New Jersey, something like that? Nyack, New York. Nyack, New York. I'm, I'm not so, sure exactly where that's at. About 20 minutes outside of Manhattan, 20 okay. minutes north. All right, all right, that's fair Where are you? I'm in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, so not far off. Oh, yeah, right on. Do you know Charles Andrews? Chuck Andrews? No, I don't. Should I? Okay. Well, he worked at, uh, you know, CI Records and, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, he used to, he was our tour manager with Coheed for years, and, uh, lives over there. and he lives in Lancaster. I'm trying to remember what that other record store that's there is called. There's, uh, well, there's a couple. There's Mr. Sue is one around now. And, Mr. Uh, Sue. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like and the... He's running, a, he's running a video store up there called Slime Time Video. Oh, very, I, I don't know that one. Videos, DVDs, and shit. Uh, if you don't know Charles, you, you'd love him. Everybody does. But That's awesome. Uh, you, yeah. there's a, there's always a, do a hardcore show. He, he was a hardcore dude growing up, punk hardcore guy. You know, uh, Always would do all the shows around there, and then he just started tour managing bands. We met him. He was touring that band River City High back in the day. <laughs> he was touring Juliana Theory. He was you know, touring, tour managing all these bands. And then he became ours, but, but uh, enough about that. <laughs> well, no, it's funny you say that because there's a whole bunch of uh, there's a whole bunch of random but weird, uh, like legit independent music shit that came out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. It's odd. I was just thinking, I was listening to a to a friend of mine's podcast. He does his podcast, Meep Meep, where they talk about Roadrunner bands, and they were talking to VOD, but uh, they mentioned the Super Soul Records, which Super Soul Records was like what? a thing that was from here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lancaster. Like that's why with Chuck. Like I bet you, since you like you know seem like you know like you guys would be able to shoot the shit forever. I mean, he he would book a lot of the shows at the Chameleon. Yeah, which um, unfortunately is done now. I know it's it fucking. Yeah, I, I called him, and it just was such a bum out. Like that was he used to hang out in that downstairs Lizard all Lounge. night like, with that fucking yeah with the with, you know he'd have the keys to the kingdom there because like you know. <laughs> He was always working out of there, so he'd go there and just hang out all night listening to music. And um, so I felt bad for everybody around there, and it was sad for us because we did a bunch of shows there. We uh, coheed, you know, back in the day. So yeah, Lancaster's got. I got a lot of history uh, being being there um, from touring early days, and I, you know, hopefully something else opens up around there that that you know we can all get we over. can all come to. Yeah. Yeah, agreed, and that's the thing and I'm worried about. Band, with this band in particular, I was like, oh, dude, we, I hope that, you know, like when shows come back around zero, trust me, go on a chameleon, you know, it'll be perfect. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally wow. have a piece of the stage on my wall now, so that's definitely not happening. Oh, right on. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, at least you say a piece of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, well, obviously we could. It sounds like we could go on for a while about the history of Lancaster oh, for yeah, some no, reason. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but we should probably get into a little. Actually, you know what? First, I need to ask you guys a question. This has nothing to do with anything we talked we talked about or are going to talk about. I was just thinking this earlier while I was mowing my lawn and I mowed the, for the first time this year and I mowed like the little strip of grass between the sidewalk and the street. 
right? Yeah. And uh, you know, inevitably, you come across some random dog turds in there because that seems to be you know where people like to leave them. But my question is, I don't know if you guys have dogs. I don't. So is that? I don't know. How do you feel about that? You pick it up those those turds, or you leave oh, them I there? I can always pick always it. pick it up. Always do pick you? it up because I don't want. Yeah, because I don't want to be the guy who mows the lawn. or or <laughs> some one of my neighbors mow the lawn and he gets sprayed with shit. You know, it's like the last thing I want to do. So I'll, I'll pick my dog shit up. I don't mind. But then, who are all these people, right? I feel like yeah. this is <laughs> this is something that people, people say they do. Some people just don't fucking know. They don't know they're doing something wrong. They don't know how disrespectful and and fucking selfish it is. To just let their dog shit on somebody else's like property, you know, basically, so they have to deal with it. It doesn't matter if there's property; it's, it's the town's property too. Right. Somebody right. else is going to step in that shit. So the best part is, is like one day. Um, this is a little side note, and this is going to wrap around to BJ and, and how well we know each other too, and being in this town. But one day, I'm fucking inside and. I am fucking livid because I've been trying to figure out who's been letting their dog just shit in front of our gate. Yeah. And I have a dog. But the dude is like, obviously, or whoever it is, whoever they are, is letting their dog shit right in front of the gate. So when you open the door, you're dodging pile of shit. And, uh, and we're talking sidewalk here, Dan. Right. So I finally see... Not a, even great. Yeah, I finally see a guy walk up. And I've seen this guy, and, I, and we've actually, like... Super nice dude, but I've been, like, waiting for who's going to show up with this dog. And my man is, like, and you saw him, BJ. We, you, you know well, who I'm The Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack, Black Jack, dude. yeah. Dude, you know him, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. Super nice fucking guy, but the best part is, and I've talked to him, so and, and I've, like, been friendly with him. But this dude is jacked, like, you know what I mean? And, and also the pandemic did not do right by me. So, like, I'm a flab coming down the stairs, like, oh, this motherfucker. And I opened the gate to yell, and I was like, and he was already down the street, so he was gone, right? Like, yeah. he was already down the street. I had missed him, but I saw his back, and I went, oh, dude, how was I going to handle that? <laughs> I was going to come out with guns ablazing. Motherfucker, get uh, off! You know, uh, bro, you stop with the dog. <laughs> you know, the whole tone would have changed. Yeah, but, yeah, no, that's, again, that's that's awesome. Yet again, a super nice guy. He doesn't, like, he's just like, let me let my dog shit. You, you gotta think, like, you know, some people, they're like, you know, it's nature, it'll go back. But when you look at it, someone else is gonna have to deal with that shit. And that's like, that's like everything in life. It's like, you shit somewhere like a mental shit somewhere online and somewhere yeah, 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 yeah. with that, you know. It's like, <laughs> no, no, it's very... Oh, but, but a little tidbit, we did find out that I'm really actually quite grateful that I didn't go out because then I just thought about it. Like a, a week later, we saw the actual culprit and it was somebody with like a little motherfucking poodle. <laughs> and that's who was turning all over. That dude was actually, so it wasn't him. Yeah, he was actually <laughs> cleaning his shit. Right, right. So yeah. it was some like poodle motherfucker. And so then I was able to like, I didn't get a chance to say anything, but I was like, all right, I, hopefully they know that I saw them and they won't do that again. Right. But um, there you go. All right, so we got Lancaster, we got dog shit. Um, what else? Yeah, we got that out of the way. <laughs> yeah. 
But really, okay, so I got to be clear because I know who I'm talking to. Other people might not know who I'm talking to that are going to listen to this. I'm talking to – well, if you could introduce yourself, so that would be helpful. Well, great. I'm, uh, I'm BJ Allen. I'm the singer for Zero Trust. Uh, yeah, and uh, I've been in numerous other bands, uh, which we'll probably talk about in a little bit as well. Sure. Same here. Uh, my name's Travis Seaver. I'm playing bass in Zero Trust and background vocals. So, you know. I like doing that. We'll it's like it's, the, We'll talk about all the rest of the minutia it's, eventually. I like doing that thing where I make you guys do half the work for me. And, you yeah, know, it's, it's just like it. it gets back at, like, teachers that, you know, go around the room, introduce yourself, that awkward moment, you know. So, so yeah, yeah. That, was us, that was us doing our experimental push and pull. We're not going to go too deep. <laughs> We're going to save some information for the yeah, meeting yeah. parts later. Yeah, you can't step on it. Nah. <laughs> Well, all right. So, so yeah, you guys, uh, I'm, I'm familiar with you guys, um, uh, and I was familiar with both of your other other projects as well, which is be pretty hard not to. Um, uh, so, I mean, well, BJ, I, I knew about Full Scale Riot. Uh, Travis, right. I, of course, know about Coheed. Um, didn't see Zero Trust coming at all until it popped into my email. So, where the hell did Zero Trust come from? Well, that's uh, that's the that's a good question. Basically, so I've known all of these guys for years um, individually. Um, uh, Evan and I have been friends for fucking many years since we were kids, and same with Travis. Like we've we've known each other for you know a very long time. Zach and Mike, I've also known because my old band GMK used to play with Bulldoze uh, like all the time, and also Kevin. Uh, was one of my best friends growing up when I was a kid. So, like, I knew I knew those guys for forever. And we were talking, uh, Mike and I, we were talking, like, you know, we want, we really want to start something. Let's get something together. Let's get something together. And this is what came came of it. You know, uh, you want to, you want to. Well, yeah, no, it's, it, I, I, it's, I've known BJ since, like, I've. I was, we were talking about it earlier today. It's like even uh, like pre-music kind of thing. He was introduced by, funny enough, a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, Rory Holmberger, who I, you know, grew up with. Our fathers were in bands together. But in this area, he, I did believe that's the, the first time I met BJ. It had nothing to do with music, but he was a few years older and, you know, and pretty well known in the area for singing in bands, you know. And just on a musical level, when eventually you find out this person and and you hear some of the music and you you know and they have this huge presence um the best way to put it is when i think you'll know this damn when you're like 13 and the other person's like 16 or 17 it's like miles away sure. at yeah. that age especially when it comes to like bands and i don't give a shit if it's hardcore or any kind of fucking music if you're doing music when you're that age that person's playing in the fucking clubs already and doing the matinees and doing these shows you're like Wow, they figured it out. Yeah. They made it, man. <laughs> so, you know, I, I saw BJ as that as well, you know, and and, and then you realize that, that this person is just so fucking talented. And, you know, and, and so we, we've connected on just like a friendship level all these years and never worked in music together, but it was always this uh, respect in that sense. And, um, yeah, the other guys, Evan, I met through BJ, basically. I met him when we were younger, uh, through different bands, but really met and became friends through BJ. And, um, you know, I, I was going to some of the full-scale shows and stuff, and I would hang out with them. And only in passing it, I met 
uh, Mike and Zach really in the you know before, but all of us being familiar with all each other's work, it was like really cool to you know even think of trying to put something together like this. Um, what yeah. am I missing? Oh well, DJ showed me a song actually that he and Evan and those dudes were working on, and uh, and it was a song called Five Dollar, which is not even released yet. Um, which was a Mike song, right? right. It was like yeah, just a, a Mike, uh, Mike the Bull or Brewski Maluski, as we would say, but he had... Bulldog homicidal. Yeah, so he's been, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with their history. Of course. But those two guys have been in shitloads of bands together, primarily, you know, the most known Bulldoze and Homicidal that they were in together. Zach played in Homicidal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wrote together, they swear a lot. So, um, basically, knowing that work, but also... um, Agents of Man, Zach. I don't, have, were you familiar with Agents of Man? Uh, familiar and love them. Yes. There you yeah, go. Right on. Love so that's, them. that's yeah. great. So, oh, so, this is great. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so you all the history of them. So, so basically, these guys are are doing something together, and I'm like, that sounds like a really cool project. And I hear this one song that they had worked on. I was like, dude, can I just lay some bass on that? And they asked each other, and it was like, ah, fine. And I laid it down, and it, and and they they seemed really into it. So we got together one night, and we're listening to other stuff. And I had you know a couple of riffs, instrumental things, Birch being one of them, like the the kind of foundation of it. And that's where they're like, yo, that sounds like kind of like a bulldoze riff. And I was like, well, it'll sound much more like it if it's you, yeah, right. <laughs> you guys. So it was just like you know. Basically, what was born was Zero Trust at that moment, but I'd say it took about three or four months before we had the name. We probably had about five songs fucking in the can before we even agreed on the name, which we'll get into later, but uh, maybe that's too long-winded of a history, but that's that's how it happened. Basically, coming together, once we all got together, it it just clicked, because we would vibe out on different music, not even like hard shit, just like anything. And it just seemed like organic, like we were all just like geeking out on music. So when it came to actually, you know, like, hey, check out this with, check out this with, we would all really get in depth on, you know, how we feel about it. And it kind of morphed into this, this whole zero trust. Yeah. And it's pre-pandemic too. So that's going to play a big yeah. part and we'll get into that more. But this is like a month and a half prior to the shit hitting the fan, you know? Um, just some dude, like just a bunch of guys who are like, we fucking started to get excited about a new project and the world. let's see what out. happens with it kind of thing. And, and then the world, yeah, like DJ's saying. The world went to fucking shit and then... But that song I talked about before, $5, is a song that's still, you know, we have a full rec, you know, we're working on full record. So that's still, like everything that we've worked on you know, I mean, there's some stuff that's been like, all right, maybe we'll come back to that. But pretty much everything, I, I, now thinking about it, we haven't really talked yeah. about it, but we've been really fucking lucky, man, because we've been working on all this stuff together, and pretty much most of the time we're all receptive oh, to each yeah. other's ideas. It's you know? like uh, no hiccups no. so far, so yeah. fucking wood, you know. But, you guys still in the honeymoon phase, it sounds like. Yeah, 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 yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I mean, there's, like, there's been, you know, there's, of course, like, not even really like big moments, but little moments of like, all right, well, maybe disagreement on an arrangement thing or something like that. But yeah, yeah, definitely the honeymoon phase. But uh, I think that we'd like to keep that with this project. And that's the part of it too, is like, this started out to be fun. Yeah, we want to keep it that way. 
keep it that way. So, so it sounds like this this started coming together the beginning of last year. Um, is, am I right? January, about that? late January. Okay. Yeah. Late so. So, and, and I know you guys have all these other projects. Is this meant to be a project, or is this meant to be the the main thing for any of you? We all have. See, that's a really good question. That's a great question. But the best way to flip it is that every member, you know, and their dudes have careers. You know what I mean? And right, right. And for me personally, you know, Coed is going to come first in the sense that that's that's my that's livelihood. My that's my yeah, yeah. yeah, that's my career, and that's that you know that's the reason I can play music in general. Mm-hmm. So yes, Coed is is my main world, right? But. I, I've had numerous other projects and they're not existing like in my life the way that Zero Trust is. You know what I mean? Like this became a, a center, especially during this past year and writing with these guys became like this therapeutic center for me. Um, and that's how I am about, yeah. And for me personally, I'm speaking for me. That's how projects are for me. So I'll have Coheed, you know, we'll, we're working on a new record. And, you know, and then that will take off in its own way. But when I can be doing zero trust, that'll be just as important to me. And anything else I get involved in, but, you know. You mean um, you can't sneak a, a bulldoze riff into a Coheed song? <laughs> I mean, that might, you know, like, oh, you've had some, some, some heavy-ass riffs, but nobody, that's the fucked up thing, it, you know, when it comes down to it, like with a, with a song like Birch, some of my guitars are still even in there, but nobody's going to play that riff. Like, it makes it sound like a fucking bulldoze or a homicidal or agents of man or a- any of those, you know, and nobody's going to sing something the way BJ does. Right. And that's what like, makes any band. It's crazy. Like when you hear like Mike or Zach play one of Travis's riffs or any, anything like that, it sounds like those guys. Yeah. Right, it's right. Those guys, it's their fingers and it's that, that beef that like, yeah, murderous, you know, <laughs> chug that they have. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was actually going to ask Evan the other day because we have some songs, like there's a lot of songs we were maybe in the infantile stage that would have just like, you know, some of the guitars that I had originally or when I write uh, a chorus or something, the guitar's just me. And and not that like, you know, it, it's, 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 it is completely different because it's just they bring a certain sound. Not that you can't tell what it is. But it's just it's just a feel. You know, I have to fucking in, in Coheed land, there's been numerous times where I have to play a guitar part that Claudio wrote. If if I'm playing it on the record, well then I kinda make it my own and it sounds that way. But if he played it on the record and I go play it live, you know, and it's different. It's yeah. just different because yeah. it's not him fucking playing. You know, and it's it's the same way with these guys. I remember uh the story fucking I think Ted Nugent, not that I'm a fan of his or anything, but <laughs> he was uh, talking about like playing a show with Van Halen and Eddie's guitar was up on stage and Eddie's like, Oh, go play it. You know? And here's Ted Nugent. He's like, Oh great. I'm going to sound like Eddie. I can't wait to play this. And he gets on the guitar and he's like, it sounded like me playing Eddie's guitar. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So that feel. Perfect. Mike and Zach bring to this project is it's pretty intense yeah yeah and that's a pretty amazing thing the, the, the separate musicians touch that uh 
all you guys, I say you guys because I can't play shit um, that have that. It's that <laughs> it's 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 undeniable though. You can hear it with you can like you mentioned. Anybody can pick up the same. Uh, several people can pick up the same guitar, and it's going to sound different from all of them, even if they're on the same level. It's just a it's just the way people do things. Now, when I looked when I looked at the the, the list of musicians that who make up Zero Trust, um, I was having a hard time imagining what the band sounded like before I hit play. But then once I hit play, like it. It makes perfect sense. I think Birch was the first one I hit, and and it's it's heavy. But there's a great deal of melodicism, and there's and there's plenty of hooks. Was the was the direction of the band determined before you started, or was it was it just let's get no. in a room and figure no. out what happens? No, it, this is an ever evolving, ever evolving thing. Like uh, we've got probably eleven songs right now, yeah, and they sound similar as. To, like the tones and maybe some of the structure, but none of them really sound like anything. Like we we kind of wanted to just make good sounding music. Yeah. So yeah. what whatever what pretty much whatever. Obviously, it's going to be heavy because of our backgrounds, and you know it's going to have an edge to it. But uh, like nothing nothing really gets tossed out. Like like someone will come up. And like we'll make references that have nothing to do with metal or hardcore, just to get the point of cross yeah, of like totally. how it should be executed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we'll absolutely. Make references to Michael McDonald, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we'll make references to everything. So. Well, that that actually is something I I always I always enjoy asking uh, artists, musicians is um, what influences they have that aren't on the surface, like what what where you're drawing from that that's not obvious because for a lot of people there's there's plenty of shit under the surface that you know you might not pick up on yeah right i mean for me personally and what's nice is that all of us seem to have very similar tastes when it comes to just every all types of music Mm -hmm. so like i listened obviously i listened to a lot of hardcore i listened to a lot of metal but I listen to a, a lot of like prog rock, yeah. Um, some like uh, some jazz. I am a sucker for like female singer songwriters. So like, I like I love Annie DeFranco. Yeah. Like I know that's fucking weird, but like whatever. Like she's you know she's a righteous babe. So she can she can do what you know like she writes a great song. <clears throat> so and I, I I try to find influence in you know, whatever I can. I listen to a lot of old R&B as well and a lot of old hip-hop. Like, some of the new hip-hop, I'm still trying to... I I feel like an old man because I'm like, ah, I remember hip-hop and back in my day it was much better, but, (laughs) like, you know, like, you know, but as far as old-school hip-hop, I I definitely, like, 90s, 80s, 90s, and, like, some uh, early 2000s stuff. I, I, I'm influenced by a lot of that as well as you might be able to pick up from like some of my past stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't, I mean, Trev, yeah, I mean, I'm basically everything he just named, like I can connect with. Um, and I, I I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a, like a, a music nerd in, in the sense that like I, I, I still uh, collect vinyl. Um, Matter of fact, I'm so OCD about that that I will have to constantly remove records. That I'm like, well, I don't play this as often anymore, just so I can buy something new. 
just so that my collection was just perfect to me all the time. But I've kind of eased off that. And But I mean, I, I, the best way to look at it would be to look at my record collection and somebody would be like, oh, okay, this motherfucker doesn't know where where he's, yeah. where he's at. <laughs> I'm bouncing from thing to thing pretty quick, um, you know, and BJ and I connect on that. And I think that some of the best musicians are like that. I'm not, I've never been a big jazz head. I mean, like, you know, in, in any of the bands I've been in, there's usually a couple of people that are, that are very into jazz and really crazy time signature stuff when it comes to the prog. I, have I played it? Yes, I'm in Coe. So, yeah, I've been, you know, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but to me, uh, I, and I think that the part of that with, with Coe, a lot of it's like, even that time signature stuff is just an accident of like, you know, how, um, and I don't know if you're how familiar with people. Yeah. The arrangement. And I don't know if you're familiar with names in the band, but the, you know, the main writer in that band being Claudio, like it's just how he kind of writes. And then mm -hmm. even when we write together, that's just kind of how we do it. And some of that's leaking in here. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there's not I mean, always the same, like if I'm involved, there's going to be weird shit, but that yeah. weird shit is just because, it's not intentional it's to just, be weird. It's just, just what, <laughs> sounds weird. It's just what weird. sounds good to me. And still somehow it's weird in a poppy way. You know, like even the heaviest ass riff that I'm going to play, uh, I want it to have this catchy poppy feel. And that's some of my favorite hardcore. And some of my favorite punk is like, you know, got, it catches you. Yeah. It's, it's got an element about it that, you can almost taste it it's and, and chew it. It's so sweet and bubblegummy, but it's not that much that somebody's going to be like, wow. Oh, no, no, no. The fucking thing went off again. Ah. <laughs> what was it? I don't know. Sorry. We're, we're no, in the studio right now. It's, it's something fucking annoying. How you knew it was going to go yeah, off? Yeah, I knew it was going to go off. Yeah. Uh, uh, finish your point. Uh, what the hell was it? No, I'm just saying that Like, I'm always looking for whatever that, part of the song is going to be that you're that you're really going to fucking latch on to or hold on to that and let's like really finesse that in the song and make that stick out the most and i think that uh when it, when it comes to like r&b and stuff like that like that's some of the most soothing music and worse yeah so it's like soul funk r&b like even with the bass in some of these songs like i'm like oh fuck if there's a way to, even though it's heavy as shit, to still make something like, you know, like that dance happen. Yeah, Funk. dance, yeah, funky and danceable. And so I'm trying I mean, to bring that. What do, you, to what do you think about it? You, you've heard it. I mean, it's, it's funny. A lot of people don't really know how to describe it, and neither do we. Uh, but we get, like, a lot of, like, it's 90s-sounding hardcore. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, I well, I'd have to agree with just what you said there. There's a there, there's a way you have hooks in your you know choruses that it's like you you actually use the choruses, um, which right. I don't I don't feel like a lot of hardcore bands do. You know, I mean, it's the chorus is usually just I don't know, it's not hooky. But you guys you guys do that well with Zero Trust, and you know, it's 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 two songs, right? This record this this record that you put yeah, out is. Yeah. Just, is it's two songs, so it's they gotta be they gotta be memorable, and you guys did a good job of making them memorable. Right, thanks. You gotta excuse us too, Dan, because like I said, and like BJ said, we have a whole album. So yeah. we well, where the hell is it? What's going on? We released two songs. Yeah, yeah, I know. Exactly. We've only released two yeah. songs, so I'm talking about a, trying to slip a funky bass in here, and you're probably like, "What the fuck <laughs> is that in there?" 
not so maybe I'm giving phone. you some, uh, it's almost like a trailer of what's to come with my description. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so we all connect on all these musical elements and, and yes, you can hear that in Birch and get it, but anybody who likes those two songs, expect a lot more of that unexpected kind of thing. You yeah. know, that's how I feel. Um, still with the heaviness, but some things that are just going to be like, oh, that's that's different. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to, I mean, uh, first off, the reaction to this has been so super positive, and I want to thank everybody who's supported it and, um, you know, passing along. I want to thank you for having us on. Yeah, of um, course. But I can't wait for people to hear the other stuff as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, whenever, whenever that happens. Yeah, I mean, it's big, big uh, props to, to EVR for, like, you know, Dan Sanchez, they've been like family because Coheed was on there earlier and just a lot of the projects have always been. And, and, and within hardcore stuff, it seemed like a, fir a, a, a first for, for them releasing something that maybe was a little, you know, older sounding in a way, but still had a new feel, but a, a first in a long time. And even Dan and I talked about that of like kind of like a return to that sound in a way, like not that they don't have numerous heavy bands out, right? Right. You know, but, yeah. but that this had those elements, but at the same time it had a new kind of thing. And so Dan was like, yeah, but, but maybe just to let it kind of come out, not hit everybody with everything at once, just the two songs, you know, and do like a seven inch and, and it's hard because we were like, fuck man, we got all this <laughs> shit. And like, but I'm so like props to Dan for, for reeling that in and, and, now it's kind of excusable to just release things whenever you want, right? But this yeah. was a good way for us to kind of just get a couple of songs out so people could digest them and see see that we're even. The yeah, thing. yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, you, like you said before, when you heard, you know, the lineup, you're like, "What? Yeah. How does how does any of this make sense? Yeah. And that we were kind of like as we were creating this and it was just coming out how it was coming out, we were like, what the fuck are people going to think? Like when they hear the people who are in it and then they hear it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's funny. You know? Well, I, as, like that. as, as you said, I've, I've only seen well, positive reactions to it as well. And, uh, and I'm not, I'm not surprised by it because, because of course I, I like it as well, but, um, but it's, but it's definitely you guys are definitely unique. There's nobody that sounds like you right at this moment that I can think of. You know, you're in your own lane. It's it's still uh, obviously there's hardcore. There's still hardcore. You guys call yourself experimental hardcore, which I think is a bit of a genius. And uh, I'm surprised more bands haven't tried that. Why don't? Because it kind of allows you to do. I mean, you can do whatever the fuck you want anyway. But this is really yeah. just just saying up front, like yeah. we're gonna do what we want and we're gonna call it this and. You know, <laughs> right. that, that was kind of that was the intention. That was kind of the intention because as we're writing it, we're like, I don't know what this sounds like. You know, we don't know. What, I guess it sounds good, but I, so it's fucking experimental. You know, it's like it, yeah. it's obviously with the pedigree of the band, it's you know, it's got hardcore elements. Yeah, and you know, so why not experimental hardcore? You know, yeah. Yeah, no, it works. And, and um, the 
one of the things I was impressed with listening to it was BJ was at your was your vocal range because I was only familiar with you from a full scale ride and I know you I know you have a little bit of range there but you're definitely doing a lot more singing on this is that I, I don't know your other projects in the past so is this something you were totally comfortable going into doing this style yeah so prior many years prior to full scale riot I um, I had a band Ghidra and. For lack of, I guess we were experimental hardcore. I was also in a band GMK prior to that, which made uh, a bit of a splash downtown. And, you know, a lot of people seem to remember, which is great. It's, yeah. it's always funny when I'm at a show and someone's like, oh, shit, I love GMK. I'm like, oh, that's great. Um, but with Ghidra in particular, we would do like more singing and stuff like that just because we were like, why not? You know, yeah. why not throw yeah. it at the wall and see what, what it happens with Full scale, that was more of, like, I wanted to have my words heard clearly. So more of a rap attack felt more fitting. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially with how the songs were, uh, you know, we wrote the songs, um, you know, Tim's style is a little more, like, leading towards sort of a rap style. Um, So that's, that's why I did that. Um, and I always kind of had that anyway, because, you know, like, uh, you know, being a product of the 80s and 90s, like I listened to Chuck D and, uh, you know, people like that. And that kind of cadence was something that I was I really dug always. So I, I did with that with full scale. But with this, like we were saying, we didn't want to throw anything out. And, you know, you're familiar with Agents of Man, so... You know how uh, Puda sings, yeah, yeah. and we wanted we wanted to make sure that you know we kept melody and like just made fun music that we could all, you know, we we could all vibe out to and see what the rest of the world thought about it after that. Fuck you! Shout out to Puda too because he's on a couple of songs. Yeah, yeah. Out eventually, which will come yeah, out. Really <laughs> the secret songs. No one yeah, else is yeah, allowed to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's on a few, so you know. Hopefully, hopefully, y'all get to hear that soon. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, well, we'll get we'll get into that in, in a bit here. But Travis, for you, you you're obviously like well known as a as a guitarist, right? But uh, you're you're playing bass here. Is there any is there any like um, I don't know. I don't want to say relief. Is there any because you're still writing, obviously? But like, does it feel like taking a step back in band duties at all to go from guitar to bass? Well, it made me realize how control is very hard for me. <laughs> 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 because, yeah, that was the intention, but uh, but not in any unpositive way. Like you said it before, like it is literally a fun honeymoon period. There's been no like, oh, this motherfucker needs to back off. Everybody's been super welcoming, and if dudes have a riff, like for instance, like this song, get it right. Um, Zach had a riff for like he said since he was like a teenager so we're talking like yeah, early nine like do sound checks with bulldozers <laughs> playing this riff and everybody would always be like that shit is tight let's see if we could figure it out to use somewhere and it just never did but everybody always knew it was so cool so finally it was like dude let's do something with that and uh evan who you know also is going to dictate like so much of what a song becomes just you know did a few different beats on it and it was the same riff, and I was like, yo, if you guys don't mind, I'm just going to play to Evan's drums and try and create, like, a, a riff outside of that, you know? Like, maybe a chorus, maybe a bridge. 
So I played these fucking power chords and to Evan's drums. Then all of a sudden, you know, we're here, we're messing with shit, and BJ starts singing that vocal melody to the chorus. And like I was saying before, you know, all of us, I think, on the constant search for what is the most appealing part of this. And you're, especially in like hardcore music and stuff, the message is, is like this big part of it, right? Yeah. But if you could find the middle ground of like, okay, you're going to fucking give this message, but you're also going to find the most tasty part of that message and catchiest part and really build off that. Well, that was for the chorus that BJ started singing to this chord progression that I had. So then you fast forward, Mike and Zach take that chord progression. All of a sudden, it is fucking Mike and Zach chord progression. Right, exactly. Because it sounds like that. So that's like a little example of like, you know, and then there's so many other details to that song as we work on it further. But there's like the infantile stage of like all of us working together. And I'm still doing some guitar shit, you know, like, like I said on Burks, there's still a bunch of my guitars in there. But, you know, the main riffs and stuff, and, and Mike did the solo, and, you know, like, uh, it's like he's still busy. <laughs> yeah, I'm still staying busy, and I still can't keep my hands off that twanger, but I do look forward, it will feel like an awesome release to be playing a show with these fucking dudes and have the bass yeah. and sing some background vocals, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm probably doing, like, too much on the bass because I know from Cody, well, see, I, I like that though. I like the fact that. Oh no, but I can't that, jump around like the jackass. I well, like, yeah. that. <laughs> but I like the fact that you're busy though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I try and not be overwhelming with it. That's that's one of the things. Like I play with incredible bass players and projects that I've been in, and right now, Coey's bass player, even Zach Cooper, he's like, you know, he's like one of the most incredible bass players and that that I've ever heard. And and like so, when you have somebody like that that you're already playing something with, it's like you hear, yeah, you hear what they do, and you go, well, what would they do? And I'm, I, I, I don't think that I'm exactly nailing that or by any means, nah, but, but I'm doing, doing, you're, my, you're, you're I'm doing, doing your, me yeah. on a bass, but not trying to be a fucking guitar player on a bass, you know? Yeah, Which is yeah. just a fine line. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be the bass player in the sense that I am fucking playing with Evan, who, yeah, what he does is going to dictate so much of the song and even what, when it comes down to playing the bass, what Evan is back there, you know, every one of us, like, it's, it's just, this is a big collaboration, like, every detail is important, you know, and everybody's writing songs. A Mike song is going to be, like, you know, completely different than a Zach or an, even Evan or, and BJ will just, like, a vocal will dictate what that song becomes. Right. So it's, it's, it's just, um... And that goes back to the experimental thing. So there's been numerous things that, like, a part gets cut in half, and that part is lost forever, but it might be using a different fucking song. You know, it's like kind of like when an artist cuts off pieces of wood of their painting, and, like, they still turn that little corner of that painting somehow into a different painting. You know, like... Yeah. Um, was that too much? Was yeah, that too it's all right. Was that too far? <laughs> too far? Uh, I don't know. You always got to dumb it down a little bit for hardcore, right? Yeah. Isn't that what we expect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're here at the studio and having a few beers. So. Yeah, 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 that happens. That's it, the other side. It gets a little with me. No, no, I got you. I'm, I'm doing the same thing on the other end, so no, no worries there. Um, the, right. the, so, 
So speaking of these two songs, Get It and Birch, you have a video for Birch depicts a lot of clips of protests and protests, protests and clashes with the police uh, over the last year. Unfortunately, that trial is happening right now. Um, yeah. Between the, the, the video, the lyrics, even the speaking part you have in there, BJ, uh, message is pretty, pretty damn clear. And you guys already mentioned the, how, you know, typically playing hardcore, the priority is usually going to be the message. Um, is is this should there be more ex, should we expect more of this from the rest of the zero trust material well i would say a good portion of the material is a message not particularly this message yeah um i would say the majority of the message is how the working class regardless of your color or sexual preference or whatever, the boot is on our neck. And the only way we're going to get it off is by joining together and not getting it off. Yeah, that thing went off again. But uh, yeah, so if, if I would like one message to be learned from Birch, it's that George Floyd, regardless of how people feel about him, whether he was a drug dealer or whatever, he was a human being. And to have someone's knee on your neck as you grasp for life is probably a good metaphor for what's happening to the working class of America right now. So maybe we should all realize that the knee is on our all neck on all of our necks. And let's fucking do something about it because there's no use in fighting each other when it's really a class warfare. You know, I think that would probably be the main message for what hopefully will come with the rest of these songs. And you can probably get that, you know, get it isn't get it isn't a song about, um, you know, the protest or anything like that. That's really a song about, uh, you know, being grateful for having my family and all of that stuff during this incredibly hard time, you know, COVID, all this fucking bullshit. Um, And just like, yes, I'm trapped with my kids. And at times that shit is fucking nuts. Yes, it is. But, (laughs) but, uh, Uh, the time I've spent with them that I wouldn't normally have spent with them because I'm constantly working has been amazing. And I'm lucky enough that I have a good union job and pension and money saved up where I can live in my home and be okay. But, you know, there's so many right now that are completely fucked. Right. And, you know, it's, it's, that song is about a realization about all of that, basically. So I'll, I'll say the content will be heady, not necessarily all about, um, you know, black and white issues, but more about social issues that are plaguing mankind from seeing that we're all in the same fucking boat. We got to do something or we're going to fucking sink. I got you. What what does 
Does uh, does the name Zero Trust have anything to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> it's basically, I mean, so we bounced around, uh, as you can imagine, like uh, every name is fucking taken, by the way. Yeah. Every fucking band name is taken. Like you, if you think of it, it's already fucking taken. Um, we bounced around so many different names, but when it came down to like the, the content of the, of, of the material, it all seemed like there was zero trust in any of the authority or any of the, uh, the powers that be, let's say mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it's like, honestly, we see how inept our government is on both sides of the aisle. I could give a fuck less about either side of the aisle personally. Um, I, I basically think, you know, I voted for the reach around, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, Either way, I was going to get fucked, but at least with Biden, I might get my parts dingled. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. you. Know? Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. He, he, might, he might use a little lube as opposed to like straight sand and fucking donkey yeah, punching yeah. that we've been getting for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, and then lied to you that we got donkey punching. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, not, like, I'm not punching you in the I back. I really feel that that donkey. Yeah, yeah. No, I really didn't punch you in the yeah. back of the head. Just take more sand. Shut up. Um, so, uh, that being said, uh, hopefully, when when the remainder of the material comes out, people will see like. I, you know, I'm not expecting to reach millions of people, but it's like fuck. It's like, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. Like, when at the top like one percent or whatever the fuck it is has so much wealth and we've got people starving i mean i can do what i can do but i'm not rich yeah <laughs> you yeah, know yeah so i don't know that's enough of that right <laughs> no it, was, per- it couldn't have been a more fitting name at that point because if you think about it this is three months into the shit hitting the fan. Right. So it's like, you know, we're being lied to on the, on the daily. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're fucking scared shitless of, of even the, the germs that are on our own fucking stoop outside. Right. You know, and it's just like, you don't have trust in the own air, your own air that you breathe when you walk outside. So. I'd say like the first two months of the pandemic, I was fucking wiping my doorknob. Yeah, there you go. What the fuck? So I think that it just fit in every way, shape, and form of the life we had to live. I mean, we started this project, like I, like I told you, like, uh, what, January, late January, we started even fucking around, but the, the last night that we were actually recording together before quarantine, uh, we all read, you know, or BJ, you read it, you, yeah. you read it on his phone that Tom Hanks and his wife and Rita, you know, had gotten... COVID. COVID, and we were like, oh, they oh, fucking took, took Hanks. Yeah, that's it. We're fucking done. Tom Hanks got it. Like, so we were like, fuck, man. Everybody kind of went home that night. Like, we were on a high working on all this shit. Literally, too. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, we're just like here, like working on everything. <laughs> yeah. And and then fucking just leave. Like, what? And, and, that, so, and then we didn't work on this project for like two months after that. Well, no, but we did have like, even with Get It, we tried to figure out our digital shit. Yeah, like, I was sending some like, so what happened was, is, and we didn't, we haven't really talked about this much, but um, Mike and uh, and Zach 
had you know some song ideas but like we had worked on some things that were basically just voice notes and stuff like that and evan and i being like we had already been working on other projects you know stuff here even with dj like even just making like whether it be beats or whatever so evan and i were sending stuff back and forth via email even though we couldn't fucking do it here at the barrel hannah because Let's face it, that first month, everybody was freaked out. And I say the Barrel Hannah, I don't think we've said that. We call our studio Barrel Hannah. It's like an old fucking keg, keg, uh, head distributor. A giant barrel on the door. So we, were so we like, call it Barrel Hannah. That's um, funny. I like so it. So anyway, yeah, we, we, we're here at the studio, and that was like two days later, or all kids come home, and it's like, okay, well, we're not. I came here and got my microphone got all the shit that I needed because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be back here. It's like, just feels weird to be outside. And like BJ said, you're wiping down your fucking doorknob. So I started just tracking a lot at home and some of the voice notes and stuff we had and even some of the songs that were unfinished, I was like, yo, Evan, if you're still going to work out of Barrel Hannah, we can make a decision that you could fucking track drums and work on shit and all of us will back off. So then, the, you know, basically Evan has this space. He doesn't need to right. feel unsafe that any of us are going in there with whatever germs we have. Mm-hmm. And so we would email shit back and forth. So I took song ideas and I started just tracking guitars um, as scratch guitars, even some of the riffs that Mike, you know, has a song. Well, I'll track the guitar, even though it's not Mike and it's going to be different. You could do the drums to it. And then when we finally can be back together... They can come, you know, but there was a lot of work that wouldn't have had to be done like that because of the fucking pandemic. But I'd say that we were that, that we were that gung ho that even though we weren't together working on it, we were still, we're getting some shit done. And then eventually we decided with all our families that like, especially BJ and I, we, we, our kids are friends. So eventually we were like, all right, we're going to do a pod. And Evan and I started working together here again, BJ, and then eventually Zach and Mike were like, you know what, as long as we mask up, we'll all come in. And we started hanging. We decided it was a pod. And, God, I'm fucking so grateful for yeah, that. It kept like, us sane, dude. It like, it kept was, us sane. So that's about six I, months in. It, you, you've got kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So you know what the fuck's going on. It's like it just to be able to, like, take a break and, like, come here and make music it was like therapy just to get the fuck out for a little while and just like all right daddy's gonna go make some music and luckily you know all of our wives were like you know yeah go do that get your brain together yeah, and they want you out of there too you know yeah exactly get the fuck out exactly. yeah totally i mean i'm not gonna fucking lie about that I'd be like yeah well why don't you go tonight because you're pacing and yeah. You look like you need to fucking just go riff and, you know, and, and so we come here and we, we started really heavy at it again. And, and so I'd say that's four months in, you know, we, we really were going for it. So, you know, the names, like BJ said, was such a pain in the ass, but we're still being lied to on the daily. We're still scared. The, the trust issue has been spoken about. I think the zero trust name had come up. But it was like, oh, holy shit, this isn't taken, actually. You know, yeah, like, exactly. I don't know, is this going to fit us? And then there was just one day we all talked, and we were like, this fits perfect. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. And then and then we had our name. By that time, we already had six or seven songs yeah. you know, in the can. And so that's that's kind of how I we really were born be. in this. Yeah, yeah, basically born of COVID. The product of the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. 
You guys, you guys put this out on a, on a seven inch through Equal Vision. These two songs, uh, only a hundred of them for some reason was pretty rude because uh, you know there's people like myself <laughs> who yeah you know, how, how, how this is pretty fucking exclusive, fellas. Um, no one really knew what to expect. We didn't know what to expect, and you know um, we've been there's been talks about putting out you know maybe you know another variant and and, and you know with. What's that? Second pressing. Second pressing and, and trying to like, you know, um, trying to see how that goes. And, and it seems like we've got enough positive uh, response that that's probably something we should really think about. Um, so we're working on that. But uh, it really was to dip toes in. And like I said, props to everybody at EBR for being like, yeah, you don't want to just throw everything out there. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of information. So rather be rude <laughs> and know that people like it so that we can come back and fucking be like, okay, well, we got more. Than well, yeah, it's be better like, to have... Oh, it's better to have not enough. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always better to have not enough than too many, you know. I've yeah, got a totally I've got a garage full of seven inches from, you know, <laughs> from ten years ago. Just Yeah, exactly. Um, I'd like to look through it. Oh no! It's just one record. It's just it's just my one band's record. Um, oh, shit, I fucking had a garage full of seven inches from like collecting. Oh, no, wow. no, 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 no! I'm exaggerating, but there's still you know I still got like fifty of my old band's record. You know, just because you know can't get rid of them, um, so I throw them right in. On, I yeah. throw them in as freebies for everything I do. Um, but nice. <laughs> but anyway. Did you sing in a band, or do you play? I well? did. I did sing in a band. I did a very poor job. We had one seven inch, uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was all right. It's called Pleasant Living. It was a Baltimore hardcore band, kind of a hardcore band, but yeah, it was all right. Nice, nice, nice. No, for real, I'm not just saying that. I feel like I heard that name before. Yeah, you got. I want to hear it now, but I want to hear it. Is it on? It's on Spotify. No, yeah, yeah. I feel like I've heard a play. Did you guys do any touring? Or anything? No, not at all. We, we that that was like a year before I had a kid. Once that happened, it was it was all done. So uh, okay. it was just it was just a seven inch and you done. Ever play at the auto bar? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, half of our band worked there. <laughs> yeah, I hope we get to play there together. Yeah, yeah they're still open. So that... good. They better keep going. I love that place. Though. I mean, who who knows what when things get back together or, you know, we get this herd immunity or whatever the fuck it is, who knows what the scene's going to look like. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm the one over here, BJ and I do this a lot and, and it's been cool for writing lyrics too. Like, you know, for, I mean, on these two songs you're hearing in particular and BJ is like, God, he's got his vision and I'm not, I would never take out Like sometimes we work on some lyrics together. Basically what I've done it's, it's, at times it's, it's he'll like speak in tongues on the mic sometimes and yeah. it's almost like what he's saying in any way and I'd be like yo this is what I'm hearing you know what yeah. I mean like, <laughs> it's just a few lines but on these two songs in particular those those lyrics you know were all BJ but I mean there's been a couple that it's funny like I'll come back at him with something and I'll have to think about it and I'll be like I'm being like it's the yin doing yeah. <laughs> oh man that's kind of a positive spin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right he's like Cautious, you know. Uh, yeah, it's really funny because 
the whole time during the pandemic, I'm like, we're fucked. Mankind is screwed. Like, we're we're completely fucked. And Travis is like, <laughs> no, man, we can't be fucked. It's going to be fucked. I, I really think. And I'm like, no, no, we're all fucked. <laughs> We're doomed. And every day I get a little bit more of a reminder of how fucked it did seem, and I just wasn't going to. I'm fucking right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. No, no, you're not fucking right. <laughs> Fuck you. No, you're not. Well, it's, it seems like at least at least one one good thing for you guys has come out of this. Um, you know, yeah. And which, 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 a lot of good things. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, but at least there's one that we can all see that came of this. Um, what... How do you? How do we gauge what more we can expect from Zero Trust at this point? Now that you, so you got this, these two songs out. Obviously, no touring's happening at the moment. Um, I know you have more songs. You know, I'm not asking you to tell me when you're going to put that stuff out. But what, what, what are the expectations people should have from Zero Trust at this point? More music for sure. Just even beyond the 11 or 12 we have now. Yeah, I think that we're just going to consistently. We all love to stay busy, and we're going to want to keep even putting the music out. I, I think that sooner than later, um, I'm not going to, like, I don't want to say too much, but, I mean, sooner than later, because there's no real boundary now with releasing things, even yeah. if it's just online. I There's a couple of songs that have messages, you know, and just sounds that I would like to see come out. I mean, you know. One in particular, before, before it happens before, again. Before, well, before it not only happens crazy. again, but before, <laughs> we're, before we're, you know, moving on to, well, here's the record. Um, I like the idea of letting things kind of trickle out. So I, I could say that that's more what I'm rooting for, but I'm not going to say that that's exactly what will happen. I'm just, I'm just thinking it's going to be the most uh, content that we can throw out there from this project. We're probably going to aim to do that. Um, and, and just, like, you know, try and be visible in the sense of keeping in touch with people online. Um, I mean, having never played a show, it's going to be hard to keep people engaged, you know. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that we would rule out maybe even doing something where we play and perform so that people could see it if it has to be. I would prefer to do this as the first time we do anything with it. It's live because I think yeah. that that'll translate the best. Um, but we've talked about streaming something, you know, live just to have it. But I think as of now, you know, just continuing to create and uh, and do it in this way to hold us over until we can actually come out and do it live is what is how we'll roll, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I wish I could say we would. The everybody else also like you know, Zach just finished the Scarhead record, yeah. um, and. He's, you know, he's got, uh, I'm, I'm sure, homicidal. I know those guys are going to start working on stuff. So everybody's going to start, you know, staying busy with that as well. Yeah. But this, I mean, it, 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 it it's going to move forward. Like, there's going to be, a, there's just so much, yeah, there's forward. so much confidence. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it, it, and it's like, like a peace of mind just coming here and like being able to just thrash out. And it's like, yeah, hopefully, you know, once people hear the, the next songs, they'll, they'll be like, Oh shit. Well, we got a fucking song that I was like, I was to, to BJ. I already set up. What time is it anyway? And I was like, Oh, it's not bad. So, so I was like, we were going to do this at eight. And I was like, you know, I told my wife I'd be home, but, uh, cause we both have shit, a lot of shit to do tomorrow. So we're just going to do, 
the podcast and head right home. And I just set up and I was like, I just, I might want to just try and see if I can lay some bait. <laughs> 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 so that's what happens. Like, you know, uh, it's a, it's a good addiction. It's a good, you know, it's like, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a positive addiction. Yeah. And like, you know, a, a good release. So with that, you know, hopefully, you know, we keep on sucking wind on this earth and we can make some music. Yeah. That's about it. That's well, I hope you do too. And uh, that's probably a perfect spot for us to leave it at this. And we're about 15 seconds from hitting an hour. So it's even more perfect. So, uh, nice. fellas, thank you so much for having this conversation. I, I really enjoyed it and uh, really enjoying what you're doing with Zero Trust so far. Enjoyed your other projects as well, but this one especially is very new and very refreshing. And I think a lot of people obviously agree with that, and rightfully so. And the band was Pleasantville that you were in? Pleasant Living. Pleasant Living. All right, cool. All right, we'll look that up. <laughs> yeah, man, thank you for having us on for sure. And, you know, really appreciate uh, I, I'm glad you like it. Honestly, that's 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 really really great. And thank you everybody uh, for supporting this band. And you know there will be more shit coming out, so look out for it. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks, bud. Yeah, later. Yeah.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Travis and BJ from Zero Trust. The song you just heard was Get It. That would, I guess, be the B-side of the first seven inch that they just released on Equal Vision Records. You might still be able to get that. I don't think you can, though. I don't have one, you know, because there's only 100 of them. But, you know, as I said, there'll be new music sometime in the near future. And I am looking forward to that, as I'm sure you are, too. Okay, so I don't know that I have anything else to tell you about. Other than if you want to know more about what's going on with getting it out, you can go to at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast on Instagram or the Facebook page, facebook.com slash getting it out podcast. There is a Twitter at getting it out pod, but it is just reposts from other platforms. So, you know, I exist there, but barely. Um, If you're new to the podcast, if this is the first time you listened, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming along. Stick around if you like. The most important thing you can do for me is share. I don't need your ratings and reviews. Uh, those are great, but uh, they don't happen. People don't like to take the time for that. So if you can just tell people what you're listening to, just share it. Um, that's what helps the most, and that's what I appreciate the most. Um, speaking of sharing and promoting other people's shit, um, I always encourage people to send in their music to dan at gettingitout.net. Just send it to me, and I will play it on this podcast. Almost always guaranteed, I will I will play your songs. Um, I want to play you a track that was just sent in to me uh, yesterday. This one is from The Prostitutes. They're a punk rock band. Um, and it kind of says they're from a whole bunch of different places. It says they're from Baltimore. It says they're from central Pennsylvania. It says they're from Cleveland. Um, I've lived in two of those places. So I'm going to say they're from, I'm going to say central Pennsylvania. This song is called Shapeshift. It's from their 7-inch called Shapeshift. It's coming out this week on Last Punk Rockers Records out of Germany. And uh, check it out. I hope you like it. Thank you for listening. And uh, come back next week. Bye-bye.